Merry Christmas. Yeah, you're on a different computer and different setup. A There's different a different setup. background. Yep. Different country. I'm in a spare bedroom <laughs> at my dad's place up in Calgary in the basement. Yep. So it goes. How was the trip up? Trip up was not bad. I uh, I flew I flew Oakland to L.A. and then L.A. to Calgary. In Oakland, people mm-hmm. there were some people without their masks on, which I yeah. thought was insane. Yeah. One dude was just like spitting into a garbage can. Great. Just making sure he spreads everything around. I guess. Thank you. Great. Um, at that point, I decided. I'm not going to eat or drink until I get to Calgary because I am not removing my mask. This is insane. Yep. Um, but what was super crazy is LAX. Um, I I had about an hour and a half on my in between flights to get through the international terminal to my next flight. Mm-hmm. I was like, that should be fine. The international terminal is probably going to be kind of dead anyways because all these people are locked here. Yeah. Um, and my girlfriend made the joke, haha, you're going to be running through the Tom Brady International Airport with very little time. If she hadn't mentioned that the International Airport was named Tom Brady, I would have had absolutely no idea where to go. Because all the signs when you land and you get in there are just Tom Brady's this way. <laughs> it doesn't say International Airport. It just says Tom Brady and then get, keeps pointing it towards where Tom Brady is. Yeah, you got to take your picture of Tom Brady. I get yeah, so I would have been absolutely lost, and it was getting down to like the wire. Like I was at like thirty. I got to like you know I got to where it's t- told me in where it stopped giving me directions, um, and but my flight wasn't on any of the boards. I kept asking like random people at gates, "Hey, would you be able to help me? I'm I'm looking for this flight it's with WestJet," and they're like, "Oh, West WestJet. Um, well, I know WestJet's not here." thanks okay well, cool <laughs> yeah. thank you and it's like am i you know can you point me to where the international terminal is oh that's here you're here you're in the international terminal but WestJet's not here great finally one person was like oh you got to go all the way down here down the stairs so i'm doing that i'm asking the person like what's the chance of me making this flight in 25 minutes and he's like oh you'll make it and i was like okay so i get to the i get to the right terminal i see i finally see my flight up on the board and i see the gate and i'm hearing over the intercom hey we're about to close the door is sean booker anywhere please get to this gate immediately, which I've oh. never had my name called like that. So yeah. I was running through the terminal with like my backpack on and like a duffel bag, yeah. just like dodging kids. And I got there and I was like, here's my passport. Just like dripping sweat. Yeah. Well, I'm like double masked. I was sitting in the plane, just like wiping sweat off my face with Kleenex with this sweaty mask. It sucked. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've had that but, unfortunate experience as well. That sucks. It's really bad. Yeah, uh, that flight was like only like a third filled, if that even. Yeah, it was pretty empty, uh, which makes sense. Like I said, it's uh, they're all Americans are locked there. Totally. Um, and yeah, now and I was able to get into the expedited forty-eight hour quarantine thing, so I should get that fingers crossed that I'm all good and I'll be free shortly. Nice. Uh, okay. Other than that, uh, yeah, everything is working out pretty good. Yeah, because you just came up the other day, right? Like yesterday, maybe yesterday. even. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay, not so bad. Not so bad. And when do you go back home again? In like a week? Two weeks? Uh, just under two weeks. I leave on the third. On the third, right. Okay. Cool. 
Anyway, yeah. Uh, how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay. Nothing too crazy or new going on here. We're just in the Christmas spirit. We have our tree up and everything, and I don't know, just sure. chilling or whatever. Um, I guess that'll lead me to say that John w- might be here in a bit. We had to start because I have a thing that I have to get to in about an hour and a half, and uh, he wouldn't be ready right away, so... We might have uh John's doing some Christmas stuff, so yeah, he's doing special some guest. stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, we cross your fingers. We might be able to get the Proton John on the show later this later oh, on. Oh man, um, yeah. He might just yeah. crash the party, and then I'll have to change the overlay, and it'll be a hassle, and it'll be wonderful. I hope it happens, sure. frankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Before we get into the full show, uh, uh, I watched Spider Man two and three last weekend. Just rounding oh. out the Sam Raimi trilogy. How did two hold uh, up? Two is way cornier than I remember. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it, it's just like real goofy. And I'm even and I was even thinking like and I said to my girlfriend, like, OK, here's like one of like the iconic scenes. And it was like the train one. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, where he's like stopping the train with like his arms outstretched. And they're all holding him. The whole time he's doing that, his face is like. Yeah. Like he, he has the dumbest expression on his face. And I was like, this is so not cool. Like, have a cooler facial. Like, yeah, this, your face is very distracting. Toby Maguire. He has an extremely punchable face. That man. He does. And, You're not wrong. Yeah. yeah. So the whole time I was like, this is what I remember as like the coolest scene in this movie. I forgot that I guess he just looked like an absolute goober the whole time. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that thing is a, is a lot cornier. And then we watched three. Three yeah. was better than I remembered it being. Yeah. It it has parts, but the problem is, is all the bad ones are the ones you remember from that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there, I there. There's nothing I can say about that dance that hasn't already been said. Totally, that is the low point of that movie for sure. Everyone it knows is it. Too. Ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. But like my my girlfriend, we, I said like, hey, you should do a drinking game for this movie. Because yeah. you don't know what, and I was I was setting her up to be like, this movie is absolutely dog shit. Like you should do a drinking game. Here's like six things you got to look out for. She <clears throat> she didn't really do that much drinking for I want to say like the first forty five minutes, and yeah, for that time I was like, this is fine. Yeah, this is actually not terrible. Like I don't I don't hate any of this. Sure. Um, Venom is so just shoehorned in there. Like yeah, when the. When the Venom stuff starts happening at the end, it's like, God, is this movie still going on? What is happening? That's a long yep. movie. Yes. Yes, it is. For sure. Um, but, yeah. Anyways, I guess we'll see what happens with him in uh, the next Spider-Man when he shows up. Yeah. It'd be interesting. That'll be cool, though. <laughs> yep. But they were done that. I guess we're going to do the Amazing Spider-Man movies next. Okay. Those are definitely all. easier to watch, for sure. I don't know. That's that second one is real. I like. I just yeah. saw a screenshot of Jamie Foxx from that again. <laughs> oh that yeah, yeah. Really bad. He is so bad in that movie. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, uh, but let's do the show. Uh, this is the top ten perspective for Christmas Eve, twenty twenty. Uh, I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. Uh, Paul, what have you been playing? Uh, so I played a bunch more Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I think I'm at the point where I'm just probably going to mainline some story stuff more than I have been because I could t- 
stay forever in that world and I kind of just want to move on right now to other stuff and I kind of want to see that story so or I might just like sure. shelf it until more patches come through and it's much more stable I haven't decided yet either way right they have been patching it like it got a patch yesterday yeah uh, and I think one like two days before that yeah so it probably won't take too long I have other stuff to play uh, so I played more I played some Neon Abyss again I got back into that game kind of to like remind myself like oh hey this is a game that came out this year that I'm sure nobody else is going to really be talking about and I remember liking it so maybe it has a spot on my top 10 or something and I've been trying to decide if it does or not and I still don't really know yet because I haven't really formed a list yet uh, of my top 10 that game's still really good still right. super fun uh not cool. a, I've not had a that game downloaded on my Xbox since it came to Game Pass. Sure. Not a whole lot else uh, to say about that one. I guess like my problem with it is that it's still too small. It's still like they had a whole bunch of time that they could have updated it with some more like levels or items or something. They kind of haven't yet. And that's kind of a bummer. But uh, it's also been kind of a weird year for everything. So I don't really blame sure. them either. Uh. And then I got super, super into the idea of playing some platformers. So I loaded up Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. And uh, okay, that's definitely a new Crash game for people that like Crash Bandicoot games. And if you told me that you don't like Crash Bandicoot games, I'd be like, yeah, that's totally fair. For sure. There are which mm -hmm. which version of like the lives system did you go with? I went with classic but it doesn't matter or retro or whatever it doesn't matter because i have so many lives it's not going to make a difference the problems with crash bandicoot isn't you running out of lives it's that everything one shots you unless you have like a mask or whatever right. so like that game yep. and the uh depth perception on some of the levels especially the levels where like you're running towards the camera and stuff like that it's just off <laughs> like it's just fucking weird that's like the whole thing yeah, it's like that's, Crash's thing. So I am enjoying my time with it. But if you told me I hate Crash Bandicoot, I would be like, I totally get you, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I could see why uh, I'm having fun with it. It's cute enough. Uh, I guess I'm not too, too far in it. I'm four worlds, five worlds in. I don't know how many there are total, but I have the mask that you push a button to kind of make like platforms or whatever like phase in and out of existence uh as you push it kind of like an on off switch or something and that's like a whole bunch of different environmental stuff including boxes so if you're like going for 100 percent boxes or whatever you're gonna have to do some funky button pushing while jumping and stuff like that i got the mask that sure. makes you spin with some like weird dark void energy forever and lets you like fly a little bit while doing it and uh, you like bounce okay. around like a top, but you explode boxes like instantly if you get near them. So that's the trade off there. And it's harder to control. I've only really played the first Crash Bandicoot. Were were different powers in the other ones? No. Not like okay, this. This is a four thing? Yeah, not like this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, It's fine. It's definitely an old style game done in like a new sequel uh, 
and I did some of the throwback. What are they called? Are they throwback flashback tapes? Something like that that you unlock in the different levels, and it's these weird levels where uh, Crash is being like tested on or something, and the test is can you break all the boxes in the level, and they get really difficult <laughs> at some point. Uh, there's nothing too like crazy or special about them, but they have a fun little backstory or something going on in there. Oh, so when it says flashback, it's like a flashback narratively to Crash's life, not like yeah, here's yeah. a level from the first game. No, it's like um okay. what's his name? Insane or whatever. Or is it Nitro? I can't remember the doctor's name. He's like talking he's the like watching did, yeah. He's watching Crash on like a lab camera and you're playing the like surveillance footage of Crash jumping around and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Do you get to see like regular ass armad uh sorry, bandicoot crash before they experiment on him? No, make he's him into whatever into crash. No, he's already like whatever skin you have him set to. So this game, the way they do skins is that every level has six yeah six diamonds you can get and three of them are for getting a certain amount of the wampa fruits or whatever in the level like 25 percent 50 percent and 80 percent are over uh one of them is a hidden gem in every level one of them is a gem for dying less than a certain amount of times usually three three or less times and uh i can't remember what the last gem is oh all the boxes uh destroyed in the level and if you get all six of them, every level has a skin that you can unlock for either Coco or Crash. Uh, yeah, I only have one because sure. getting all the boxes is a pain in the ass. It's the Mother Clucker skin where yeah. he is a chicken. Okay. Yeah, the boxes are always hard because you'll get to like a pile of them or you'll get to some kind of assortment of them. And it's kind of like a puzzle of, okay, how do I need to jump on these yeah. And if you screw it up, it's like, well, you can't get the ones up there anymore because you had one chance yeah. to bounce on these boxes. Yeah, that's annoying. That problem's still there. Uh, also, in this game, they've gone to just straight up trying to hide like a bunch of boxes from you. So you think that you got them all. But at the end, you're missing one because it was hidden behind a tree or something. It's like, well, fuck. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So they're fuck tricky you. that way. Uh, if you like Crash Bandicoot yep. games, this is more of that, and you probably will like it. The load times are fucking insane. Um, and I'm assuming like, wait, that... Good or bad? Bad. They're very, very bad. Oh. And I'm assuming it's because sure. at the start of every level, there's a cutscene, and it loads the cutscene every time, which is unnecessary, because if you start the level, okay. like, from the map, it loads the cutscene at the level, but when you load into the level, you can do, like, a time attack mode. Uh, by grabbing the clock at the beginning. And when you're doing the time attack mode, you no longer have checkpoints because you're trying to get through the level as fast as you can. But if you die, it just restarts you instantly right back at the start of the level. So it's the fact that it's like trying. It's the fact that it's loading that stupid cutscene every time that is like making it so annoying to return to levels and stuff. And it's kind of a bummer. But only when you enter a level the first time you see the cutscene. If Every you're in the level time. and you hit restart. No, even when you restart. I thought you I thought you just said like when you're doing the time trial and you die. When you're doing the time. Again. 
specifically the time trial. If you're in the thing and you're like, I fucked up, I need to restart, go restart, it'll load the cutscene and the level again. It's just badly designed. Oh, okay, that's weird. Yeah, yeah that's odd. I'm, yeah. A, I'm actually surprised that's still in there because this game's not like brand new. Right. It seems like something they would have like added a toggle yeah. by this point. Super weird. Uh, it made me realize not a lot of people were talking about this game either. Like, it seemed like a week people are like, hey, Crash is out. Okay. And then that's it. <laughs> and I'm wondering, if it's probably yeah. just because so much shit has come out. Uh, but yeah, not many people Maybe. talk about it. Yeah. It's fine. It's nothing spe- right on. like new or special. But if you grew up with Crash Bandicoot games, it's another one of those. And it's fun for what it is. Um, the new hotness is yesterday. Super Meat Boy Forever came out and I've been playing. I mean, I spent all day playing that yesterday. Uh, and I see that you have also been right. playing it. Yeah, I just like 30 minutes before my flight. I was like, oh, right. This came out and I did not have enough time to download it. Oh, no. <laughs> so I played it after I after I landed. Oh, OK. OK. It was a bummer, but I'm definitely not as far as you. If you've been playing it all day, I've. I've completed one world, so like six six eight levels sure and like the boss as well i assume yeah so there's there's four levels or is there more after those four uh so there's the four or whatever and then the dark world versions but a boss as well at the end of every level and it's weird because they're randomly generated worlds so like the levels that you got are going to be different from the ones i got because I played the game at midnight when it came out and I cleared the first world and then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to stream this game. So I deleted that save file because I didn't know that. And I was like, I'll just start again. It's no big deal. Then I started streaming the game and the levels were completely different, except for like a a few key areas that were the same. That's super weird. Like, wait, so if I go back and replay some of World 1, will it be a different stage? No, but if you started a new save file, it probably would. Because when you start a save file, it says seed and then a bunch of symbols. I think that determines, like, what you get in the levels or, like, what layouts you get. Because when you look up how many levels there are in this game, it says 7,000 plus. And that's not true. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Unless like you to access them, you have to keep starting a new save file. Yeah, you, you That's weird. Why, I, why would they do that? It's I don't like, know. What is the benefit of that? It's so weird, too, because I got a loadout in stage four, the lab in world four in stage two, where I can't progress because and uh, there's like later on these like pulley systems that you hold on to and it kind of pulls you into an area that like clipped me into another thing from that level. And I literally can't move at that point, so I can't complete the level. Well, can't you just restart the level and... Yeah, and I'll get stuck there literally every time. I did three times. Oh. So I don't... I forgot. I got to send them, like, a clip or something and say, how do I fix this? (laughs) Because I can't beat this level. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. So for anybody who doesn't know what this is, I guess... Uh, it's been described as an endless runner. In my mind, I think of endless runners like Cannabalt or uh, Robot Unicorn Attack or whatever, where you're literally just kind of dodging stuff as it, the screen floats by. This is much more kind of like if you were to play... This is much more like Super Meat Boy 2, but the caveat is you can never stop moving in a direction. Uh, there's a lot more platforming. Well, I think, it, I think it's still, it is still a runner. It is not an endless runner, but, you know, it's like Bit Trip Runner. Sure. You know, it's, it's like Runner 3. Yeah. It's much more right. it's like puzzly. Rayman. It's like those 
it's a bunch of no Man games it's like mario run no it's much more puzzly and platformy than those though there's a lot of like going back and forth in the same area to avoid shit to continue sure i think some of those uh, specifically like super mario run does yeah. kind of have that when you're it's more to like run. coins there's it's a lot more of like, like bouncing back but yeah but yeah, you're never like standing still and being like, okay, how am I going to jump this? It's it is a runner, and you have to like get some very crazy timing. Um, yeah, yeah. That first boss took me a while. That first I'll boss say. is real cool. Good use of the mechanics. I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, it's good. It's difficult, but uh, yeah, it's a lot of like I need to know exactly how this pattern works, and then it's just wall jump forever. Yeah, yada yada. A lot of back and forth. I hate the music in the first area. The music in the second <laughs> area say, is way better. I, I don't like the music. I haven't actually heard the music in the second area. I'm like two stages in, but I had the music off. I was about to say, though, I do not like the music, and I've only heard the first stage. Yeah. It actually reminds me of like music you'd hear in like like an episode of SpongeBob. It's a uh, very twangy country ish music yeah. with a banjo and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, also, just kind of, you know, I haven't played Super Meat Boy since it like launched, and then it had that absolute banger of a soundtrack so that's what i'm yeah. comparing it to yep i still listen like, to that soundtrack regularly so yeah right so like because this is not chiptune uh no i wouldn't say it is no no whereas that one was the i know original super meat boy they did change the soundtrack was that second soundtrack still chiptune no that second soundtrack was more like this Oh, okay. I guess yeah. that makes sense. It's like it's now like I understand why people hate yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the second world track, way, way better. Back on track. And then it, it's kind of meandering ambient tracks after that that aren't as bad as the first stage, but not as good as the second. So they have one out of four in my mind right now. Okay. I don't think this game is as good as Super Meat Boy, at least from what I've seen. It isn't, but I'm still loving it a lot. I still really like this game. I am enjoying it. It just like it doesn't. I mean, it does the whole like you start back immediately. You know, yeah. you can watch your run with all of your clones, which is cool. Yeah. But there's a few times where I, where it just seems like I like launched my character in a way that obviously wasn't right. And it's like, well, now I'm basically dead. I just need but I'm like stuck. I need to just kind of jump into a pit to get going. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I feel like Meat Boy's designs were a little tighter, which I guess would make sense because this is some procedurally generated stages. So yeah. it's definitely not going to be as tight. Um, yeah, uh, the checkpointing in it is pretty fair, though, at least to make up for it, which is kind of nice. Oh, yeah. I do yeah, wish that there was I do wish there was a dedicated restart button rather than having to find a way to die and to get back to your checkpoint start. I wish there was a way you could just restart the stage. That too. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that Which you can't is, odd, is crazy. There's no like press. Yeah. You have to quit out the stage, go back into the stage, which is odd because yeah. if you wanted to, for whatever reason, the game does time you. And for each checkpoint, it tells you how you're doing in comparison to, I guess, like a par time. Yeah. If you're over or under somewhat. So you can kind of see that. So, but so if you cared about that. Um, and you should, you would have to because it unlocks more of the game. Oh, does it? That's what unlocks the dark world is getting a plus on everything. Oh, I didn't even notice there was like a letter grade. I should yeah, go back and look. There's an uh, A plus uh, for getting the part time or under. Otherwise, you don't unlock the dark world variant of it. So 
you those it's pretty important if you want more game anyway if you don't want more game and you just want to go through the light world it doesn't matter for sure but it's pretty short game otherwise yeah the four stages um yeah if people are interested uh they should definitely get it on epic right now because you can get it for 10 bucks uh yeah i grabbed it on switch because i'm not going to be buying a computer for a while whereas it's 20 bucks um yeah yeah because of that uh coupon so i got it for eight bucks canadian on uh, epic oh eight bucks canadian interesting so it's actually cheaper up here because it's 10 bucks american uh it's a 14 dollar thing and I think it's $22. Oh. Okay, because I think in the States, it's a $20 game and it's a $10 coupon. Okay. Weird. Somehow, so you actually got a better deal on it here. Because of reason, region pricing or something? That's super odd. Well, it's, it also sounds like your coupon is better. You said your coupon's like $14 off. Yeah. Is that... So it's, it's only... T- Hold on. Maybe that was like the old coupon... Because I don't think I bought anything on Epic for a long time. That might have been from like the last sale. Oh, maybe maybe it's an older coupon or something. Anyway, uh, you can get a brand new coupon from Epic by redeeming one of their free games. So go get yourself a free coupon. Put it yeah, towards no, fourteen dollars forever for uh, Canadian. Crazy, but you have to spend uh, twenty one dollars or up. Yeah, ours is uh, you have to spend fifteen bucks or up usually, but it's ten bucks off. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing, though. Right on. Uh, other than that, I finished up the Destiny 2 expansion. I enjoyed that. That was cool. Um, you are a stasis boy now? Yeah, I equipped that because might as well. Yeah. It's the new one I've played with the other one for long enough. Sure. Um, I also started, you know, I'm slowly playing a little bit of Cyberpunk here and there. Yeah. And just praying. I don't get like some weird game breaking bug that ruins my save. Oh my God. Like that. There's a b- another bug they found where if you craft too many things, it just corrupts your save and it's unrecoverable. That's the, that's the save file. Yeah. One, eight megabytes. I think they just fixed that one. I okay. Believe, Good for in them. The, the yesterday's patch. And I think okay. that was also just on PC. Oh, really? If I'm remembering correctly. Okay. But that was the craziest bug I've like ever heard of. If your save file goes above eight megabytes, it corrupts. And I, and I saw the headline and I was like, I wouldn't I, I've never heard of this before. I wouldn't even know how to begin like preparing for that. And I guess specifically for Cyberpunk, it was the more stuff you craft, the bigger your save file gets. But yeah, worrying about save file sizes is an insane problem to have. Yep. That's absolutely crazy. No good. I've been playing through Kentucky Route Zero uh, TV edition. Okay. Uh, I'm doing it on the Xbox. I think it's a great version of that game. Uh, They updated the graphics a bit. They do have the uh, ability to play with the older graphics if you'd like. For those who don't know, Kentucky Route Zero is a... uh, It's basically a point-click adventure game uh, that was episodic that came out over the course of like... Like I don't know, five years. Mm-hmm. I remember playing some of those first levels when I uh, moved to the states. So it's it's been going for a while, and they finished it up this year, early this year in January, I believe. Um, 
I think it's definitely worth uh, kind of playing through this one because I guess during the development, they released a series of like interlude chapters in between each one of the episodes that are kind of important for the story. And those are built into the, the playthrough of the TV edition. It'll just move you along them in the correct order. Yeah, that makes Which sense. that's just really nice to see. Yeah. Um, it plays and, it, you know, it's very similar to kind of those old LucasArts adventure games in terms of like, you know, what the way you're interacting with stuff, the way you're looking at a, an environment and, and how everything's just kind of presented to you. You know, there's a real it's kind of like a here's a really great looking picture and your guy's going to move around it and talk to the people. And, you know, there might be a little bit of parallaxing going on and yada, yada. Uh, it's not as, you know, it, it is simultaneously not as wacky as a LucasArts adventure game, but also there is like a lot of silly things happening in this world while the game is also just like, I don't want to say real serious, but it has like an atmosphere and a mood to it um, that you wouldn't think would be silly. And then all of a sudden you're at a weird office building where the third floor just has bears in it. Sure. Okay. Just cause. And then when you hit the elevator, there's just a bunch of crabs. I don't know. No. Just, just, yeah, just some crabs around there. Um, it's cool. If you like adventure games, this is a really cool one to check out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm currently in the second episode of, you know, there's five episodes and there's five interludes. Or there might be four interludes. I, I didn't look too closely. I don't know if there's one after five. I don't see why there would be. Anyway, that's a good game. Okay, cool. Um, the last game I'll talk about, and this is a physical card game. Okay. Uh, you know, tabletop game. It's called Wavelength. Oh, I should have brought it. I could have. I could have held it up. <laughs> uh, Wavelength is. Um, so yeah, it's a tabletop game. It comes with a cool little like spinner device thing. Uh huh. Where um, the the concept of it is, you know, you're it's two teams against each other, and each team takes turns designating someone to be the psychic okay uh, who like controls the de- the device and it's the the box is really nicely designed where you can like pick up the spinner and it like inserts into the box and the cards all have a nice insert so like the box turns into the play field in a nice way so that that's just really cool to see um but what happens is so the the device I'm, i'll do my best to paint a word picture for our audio listeners the device has three ways you can interact with it first it has a slider that re- that reveals half a circle you know okay. it's in the shape of like a circle on a stand so okay. you can reveal the circle you can close the circle it has a dial with a with a pointer on it that you can turn to where you're going to make your guess and then the very back layer is it has a scoring thing so if you think of like a pie chart that you rotate while the circle is closed so that you don't know where the high scoring points are going to be okay so if you think of a half a circle i'd say only about a quarter of that circle is going to be worth points. So I'm rotating the back circle. I'm rotating the points. I don't know where it's going to be. I'm the psychic. I open up the device and I can see, all right, scoring points, they're on the far right side. Okay. What then happens is I draw a card and the card has two binary options on it. It could be like hot with an arrow pointing left, cold with an arrow pointing right. And I and I and I'm the only one that knows where the scoring point thing is. I have to then close the device and I have to say to my team, 
something that is going to, if, if the scoring point is on the far right side and cold was pointing to the right, then I have to try and get them to guess where the dial should point. So I'm going to say something like an ice cube because ice cubes are very cold. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to look at what the binary options are, hot, left, cold, right. And they're going to rotate the dial thinking, where is the points on that half circle? Okay. So the colder something I would say, the further to the right they would go. The hotter something I would say, the further to the left they would point. But I only get to give them one clue. And then they have to kind of talk amongst themselves. And, and you know, the idea is they're trying to read my mind, you know, quote unquote, from the book. And then if they get it right, they get a certain number of points for how close they were to the, like, the center point of that scoring thing. Okay. And you go back and forth making turns like that. Um, okay. The other team gets to have like a quick little rebuttal where after the your team has put their dial in, they get to say, I think the 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 top score is actually going to be further to the left or further to the right. And they get like a bonus point, which is kind of fun. Cool. Okay. It's a cool little party game. It seems like it's a little complicated, but you, you play like half a round and you're like, oh, this is like the most simple thing ever. So yeah. I, I got that for Christmas um, and I brought that up uh, to play with my family. I'm going to play some more of that tonight, but that's a cool game. Uh, if, if you're looking for a fun party game again, that's called Wavelength. If that sounds kind of up your alley. Cool. All right. That's all I've been playing this week. Okay. So let's move on to some news. Yeah, most of these are from the Discord. It uh, doesn't seem like a whole lot of news has been happening besides different companies saying, okay, we'll refund Cyberpunk, essentially. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. Halo on Xbox 360 is losing uh, support in uh, 2021. The idea being they're going to migrate everything over to the Master Chief Collection uh, and it seems that by this time next year, they're think they're hoping in one year to fully shut down the 360 legacy servers, they call them, or services. So, yeah. Okay, so if you're playing, you'll still be able to play these games multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, if you, on like the Xbox One and, and Series X through the Master Chief Collection, just not on the 360. That's right, yeah, they're migrating everything over. All right. And they're going to stop... They're going to stop the sales of these games on the 360 alone because they're going to be part of the Master Chief thing. So I can't imagine anyone who's this diehard of Halo. They're still playing Halo is not playing on the Master Chief collection. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking, too. Uh, This this was just crazy news. So Among Us uh, had half a billion active, active players in November making it the most popular game ever in terms of monthly active players. That's crazy. Yeah, this this is like a, a headline that seems like, is it really like the highest ever? Like, this seems crazy to hear. Like, is it the number one now for real? Yeah. For like I active so, people yeah. playing it, I guess, for that month. Playing it November. at one time. I guess this must be like the Switch must have pushed it over. Yeah, that's my perhaps. guess because it came out in November. Otherwise, what what else would have led to that? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm curious though. Like, how many how many people were waiting for like the Switch version as opposed to like, well, I'll just get it on my phone. Well, here's the thing: is that I, it's not part of this article, and it's something that I heard somebody else talking about. Apparently, the PC version makes up for like 99 of all the money they made because it's free on phones, right? 
Uh, so like everybody that bought it on PC just bought it straight up. But it makes up of like something like 5% of the full player base because everybody that plays it plays it on phones. <laughs> right. I'm also being corrected in the chat. Switch version was December. That's right. Switch yeah. version just came out. I don't know what I'm thinking. So holy smokes. What happened in November? I guess it got even it was at uh, critical yeah. mass, I guess. Yeah, so. Crazy. That is crazy. That's just cool news. Uh good for them. In some hotter news, KFC oh. cons made a console called the KF console or the KFC console. Right, I remember when this was announced. Is this like a real thing now? This is a real thing uh, with apparently an Intel uh, CPU, a replaceable GPU that you can like upgrade your uh, graphics card. Basically, uh, it's an upgradable GPU or swappable GPU slot. Intel uh, Nuke 9, apparently, NUC 9. And most importantly, maybe a built in chicken warmer. Yeah. Yeah. This, okay. I don't think anyone's ever going to actually see a real one of these. I think this is just they a made, stunt online to get some, like, they retweets. made like one or That's one it. of them for pictures yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Or it's a 3D model. Or it's a 3D model. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like I want to, I want to see someone. I want to see a video of someone plugging this into a TV and playing a game on it. That's what I want to see. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's called the KF console, yep. which actually doesn't really. So it's what is it? It's the Kentucky Fried console. I guess so. Yeah. It also fries chicken, or I guess warms chicken. Yeah, it warms chicken. Yeah, and you know what? If it like has that good of a GPU and CPU in it, that's probably how it warms it. Right, <laughs> it just takes the heat directly from that. Uh, that thing would get extraordinarily greasy and gross. I think. Well, I mean, if it's manufactured properly, it'll have like a drip tray. And oh, what is what is this special surprise guest? Actually, who, the per this person, he needed this news story. We needed a special correspondent for John. Tell us everything you know about the Kentucky Fried Console. All right, so this got announced a couple months ago by KFC, and people thought it was just a marketing gimmick the whole time. But I no, still they've think been that. Yeah, no, there's no way. Like KFC, after they made that dating sim game, there's no way. This was totally going to be both a marketing stunt and also like a Steam box. Like they were ready for this. Yeah. I, I mean, I said it a second ago. I want to see a YouTube video of someone plugging this into a TV. I want to see the stunning 4K and 240 frames per second gameplay coming out of this thing. I mean, let's be and real. It's a just a Steam box. There's no way it's anything but totally. just a Steam box. Totally. For sure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm not recording. Should I be doing that? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, might as well. We'll sync after. <laughs> we'll figure okay. it out. Yeah. Uh, so next up. Nintendo Switch stats for 2021. This was in the Discord. I think this is their year in review where they kind of look at your list and see what you did throughout the year. Uh, it's yeah. taking a while for me to load here. Uh, according to your well, gameplay well, history, you I were mean, a Nintendo fan. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, the, it's more of a public service announcement. You can do it unless you want to just read through your stats as the news topic. Um, I mean, I've got mine already up. I, I finally okay. pulled mine up, yeah. Well, all right, th uh, my, 
Mine's on Twitter. Let me find it again. Let, let, oh, okay. Let's read these out together, shall we, Paul? Right. Like, sure. What kind of player were you this year? I was a Nintendo fan. I've mostly played games published by Nintendo. A Nintendo loyalist through and through. You Ooh. know me. <laughs> I was a core gamer. You're a skilled, experienced <laughs> gamer who was always up for a challenge. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. And then Sean's was on Twitter. Oh, I don't have that one. I only... You only took my, well, the right my, I put like the, the main stats on Twitter, so I don't. Ha- I'm pretty sure I was a Nintendo fan as well. But let me, let me yeah. like re-upload like the. I, full stats I wasn't a Nintendo fan out of the three of us. Well, I think it's because <laughs> you play a lot of cr- multi-platform stuff on there. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Total hours played in 2020, John. 918 hours. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy. In 20. 20- in 2019, you played 441 hours. <laughs> you doubled. What the fuck? Over doubled. But yeah, holy shit. Man, this is a good year for the Switch for you. I had 153 hours total. In 2019, <laughs> I had 570. <laughs> Damn. I mean, like, if you, like, compared it to, like, my Steam hours, it would be, you know, yeah. nine day. It'd be, like, 918 versus, like, 30. Totally. I guess it just goes to show you, though, 153 this year. Last year was Mario Maker 2. That's why 570 hours. Makes sense. No, I, di- I didn't play. Uh, OK, mine was 154. OK. Yeah. And uh, 2019 was 264. So I did a I did 90 hours more this year. OK. J- Sean, right. what about your number of games played? It was 27 this year. Last year was 35. All right, John. Uh, this year was 94. <laughs> Last year, also 94. Oh, wow. That's impressive. Oh, I know. Shit. I was surprised. That's, that's really cool. Uh, See, I need was... one of these for Xbox, which is like my primary platform. I thought Xbox had something but, like this. I remember They've done uh, anniversary things and like year in review things before. Maybe. I, I haven't seen one lately. Uh, mine was 32 games played last year, 31. So pretty close. Oh, wow. You were pretty close, too. Yeah. Uh, what's your guys's five most played by hours? Does it also tell you the hours? No, it doesn't. No, no it, doesn't. it doesn't. Um, it distorts them. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming this is top to bottom. Mine's Animal yeah. Crossing, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Paper Mario, Murder by Numbers, which I'm surprised. I think it's like quite a drop after that um mm. and then pokemon sword which also came out last year so we're getting pretty down there in terms of hours <laughs> okay yeah mine is animal crossing pacross s4 kimono friends pacross hades yeah. and pacross lord of the nazareth <laughs> dude yeah if i actually had hades on the switch this would have been completely different number wise for me for sure uh mine is blaster master zero two Panzer Paladin, Murder by Numbers, Picross S4, and Super Mario Bros. 35. I left Blaster Master Zero 2 on for three days, so that's skewed. Oh, that would do it. Okay, I'm like, that game's not that long. <laughs> it's not. Just Panzer Paladin. Why are those your top two? Yeah, no, I have no idea. So my real top two are Murder by Numbers and Picross S4, uh, and I guess that makes sense. You played a lot of Super Mario 35. Uh like three or four hours i don't play much switch yeah that's the thing is i have like i know my first few have some pretty high numbers and then it's just like murder my numbers is probably like 12 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the fact I have three Pacross games on here, Mario 35 probably would have been here. <laughs> it's funny because 2019, it was Mario Maker 2, Pacross, 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 Pacross. <laughs> So. <laughs> See, yeah. my last year had much more variety. My last year was Smash Brothers, Pacross S3, Mario Maker 2, Pokemon Sword, and River City Girls. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And I had uh, I had Fire Emblem, Pokemon Sword, Mario Maker 2, Tetris 99. That's got to be just because that's like the only thing my girlfriend plays on the Switch. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, SteamWorld Quest, which is oh, not yeah. really a long game. Yeah, sure. Uh, what was your most active day by hours? Uh, Monday, March 30th. Okay. Which I think Thursday March with Animal 26th. Crossing. Yeah, it's got to be Animal Crossing. Mine was July 22nd, and I don't know why. I love that looking at my graph, you can tell exactly when lockdown started. Because January <laughs> is 34 months, February is 36 months, March is 114 April oh, is 129, May is 69, 51, 105, 75, 75, 118, 79, and 33 for December. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, 60 is my only high number for July. Everything else is 0, 1, or like 2, basically. I can't think what happened in July with the Switch at all. Me neither. Oh, that's when I played Blaster Master and Panzer Paladin. So, again, okay. skewed. Uh, I'm guessing for me, it's probably a Pacross release. <laughs> I oh, can yeah. guarantee most likes to Pacross releases. And then, yeah, that's about it. The rest is all for their Club Nintendo stuff. Uh, what does it recommend to you based on your history? I'm just curious what you guys got. Very bomb. Oh, yeah, I forgot it does that. Yeah, hang on. Mine is Grim yeah, Fandango I Remastered. I earned, I earned over 10,000 gold points. Oh, Holy shit. Jesus. This is pretty Sorry, on. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you uh, what, what were your five suggestions? Grim Fandango, Axiom Verge, SeamWorld Dig 2, Shantae, and The Tourist. Like, all of which I've played and loved, except The Tourist I haven't played at all. So that's pretty oh, on. Oh, this is weird. My, my recommended titles is different than last time I looked at this. Oh. Last time I looked at this, it recommended games that I've definitely played on other platforms. It recommended Owlboy. It recommended uh, Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. It recommended, uh, I think it was Axiom Verge. There's a couple of them. This time around, it's recommending Mighty Switch Force Collection, Axiom Verge, Severed, Blossom Tales, and Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. Huh. It's weird that they actually gave me two different lists. I'm going to reload and see if maybe it gives me something new. Now I'm curious. Actually, yeah, if you if you uh, click on the button, button below, it shows top picks for you straight up. And there's a bunch of the ones that were here before. So, uh, yeah, uh, oh. those five uh, old school musical Owlboy Iconoclasts Bloodstained, which is weird because I definitely have that <laughs> Penny Punching Princess uh, Shin Sekai Into the Depths and Shakedown Hawaii. Those are my my top 10 suggestions, apparently. You know, no joke. I just clicked on the thing games we think you'll like. I do legitimately like almost all of these. Good on their algorithm. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, For You on Sale also has some good suggestions too, like Okami oh. HD, A Short Hike, Fight Crab, Collection of Mana, Moon, Ollie Ollie, Bloodstained Again, Carol Blaster. Short Hike is a good game. These are honestly pretty good suggestions based on what I play. Yeah, algorithms are scary. 
<laughs> I don't yeah. like it. Okay. Um, Overwatch is free to play until January 4th. So for your Christmas break, if you've wanted to play Overwatch, you can do so. What's going on with that sequel? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to know, man. Yep. I'm ready Same. again. Every time I watch, I'm like, man, Overwatch is a good game. Sure. Uh, all right, quick announcement at PS5. It'll now warn you if you're about to play the last-gen version of a game. Okay. Oh, good. That should have been there to begin with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, you know, that, that UI came in hot, so it's slowly fixing itself. But yes, glad to hear that, because that's not absolute nonsense. Sure. Uh, and then this last story I grabbed is... Some of this is past, but just in continuing with the cyberpunk nonsense... Uh, some retailers are now offering refunds even if the game is opened, which is pretty crazy. Um, specifically, Best Buy was is doing it up until December 21st. Uh, that date is when uh, CD Projekt Red said a big patch was coming. So that's why they said after that they're not going to do it. GameStop is also doing it. They don't have that uh, date. Uh, so I don't know how, how far they're doing that for. But... Uh, even if you open it up, you can still return it. That's that's bonkers. Sure. Here, watch this. Yeah, John, what have you I played see. this week? Yeah, I was going to do this. Before, before I get to that, uh, yeah. so I don't know if you saw that like right before the podcast uh, announcement of an actual class action lawsuit by the uh, investors of CDPR is actually running against the studio now? I have not seen that. Nope. Yeah, I think this. I think this is like still pretty red hot right now. Let me see if I can find that again quickly. It's the first that uh, when I typed in CDPR class, it popped up on Google. So, yeah, an, an hour ago, uh, Slasher tweeted out. That's how I saw it. Class okay. action lawsuit has been filed against CDPR on behalf of investors for the disastrous launch of Cyberpunk. The lawsuit seeks to recover damages for investors under the federal securities law. Yeah. The lawsuit cites Cyberpunk's poor launch state on current gen consoles, the removal from the PlayStation Store, the refund issues, giving a CDPR a bad look, and the misleading nature in all of this. That is not good. No, that's not good. That makes total sense, though. And you know what yeah. the annoying part is? Is that those people that are suing them now are the people that pushed for this to be released so yeah. they can make their money. I know. So no matter what, the investors are getting their money, which is fucked up. Yep. It's capitalism for you, baby. Oh, that's yeah. Sucks <laughs> that's why we have to eat the rich. I agree. Eat the rich, the guillotine, whatever. Yeah. Eat the guillotine. All of those. Eat the guillotine, exactly. Uh, all right. Yeah, what I've been playing. Uh, guillotine, eat the rich, use the guillotine in your stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. What I've been playing. I, I played and beat Crackdown 2. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's better than Crackdown 1 by a lot. That's definitely, I think, might be my favorite of the Crackdowns. Although 3 is, is up there right now. All right. Yeah, but Crackdown 2 has four-player co-op, which I think makes it better than three, which only sure. has two-player, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, uh, are you not Crackdown to out since they're all the same game? Shockingly, no. Okay, like uh, you're going to go right into Saints Row 4? I already beat Saints Row 4. <laughs> I'm assuming you've beaten Crackdowns, no? No, this is my first okay. time playing the Crackdowns. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, no, this past week, I've, in I've experienced pretty much the entire series. Wow. And what'd you learn in this in this trilogy? I learned that Saints Row 4 is the best crackdown. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I played some Geometry Wars 3. 
I saw that. You're actually on the top of my achievement leaderboard, (laughs) which I've never seen you on that list. Yeah. So here's the thing. I looked around and uh, there were even my friends list, like no one played that. They got like 10 stages in and stopped. And I just went to like stage 18. I'm just like, all right, well, I have nothing to compare against. And this game is still really fucking difficult. So. Uh, I guess I I'll just kind of on the PlayStation. I know you I thought you played Dang, it on Xbox at first. I don't, but the, I was enjoying it either way. Like, it's good. It's just very difficult. Uh, I'll probably. Oh, sorry. What? I, I thought you were going to keep talking. No. Nope. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll probably just keep swinging at that whenever. Uh, otherwise, I've been trying to get ready for game of the year discussions. So I went back and started playing Ori the Will of the Wisps. All right. Yeah. Before we get into that, how, how are you liking the Series X? Uh, I'm liking it pretty good. I just find it really funny that I'm not playing anything that was made for the Series X on the Series X. I've literally been playing. There's... All I need to do is play an original Xbox game now, and I've played every generation but Series <laughs> X games. I mean, there's not a lot on the Series X that isn't an older game, right? I know, but like, yeah, I have Yakuza and Gears Tactics, so like, I I actually have games I could play on it that I would want to. It's just I've been like, sure. nah, fuck it, Ori. Yeah, sure. Do you, uh, what, do you like that controller? It is so loud. What? That controller <laughs> oh, is the so is loud. loud. The D-pad is loud, yeah. The D-pad is loud, and the triggers are loud, too, but not as bad as the D-pad. The D-pad is obnoxiously loud. So, like, I'm playing, like, Ori late at night. Reese has gone to bed, and all I can hear is, like... I just use the analog stick. For Ori? I, I did it. I did it for both of them. Uh, I played through the first Ori twice. I did it for three of them. It feels more comfortable with the D-pad, to be honest, for me. Yeah, I, I don't play any 2D platformer with the analog stick. That sounds like heresy. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, yeah, the, I like the system a lot. I like the backwards compatibility is definitely its strongest feature. And uh, sure. I finally signed up for Game Pass. So I've got nice. Game Pass Ultimate now. Nice. We can play Connected. I, I, I downloaded, actually, Peggle 2 instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good game, too. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's on there because EA is part of that now. EA yeah. Access or whatever it's called. But yeah, no, I I guess I'll probably pick up Tetris Connect too, or Tetris Effect Connected, and see how that. There's is. There's a lot of really great stuff on Game Pass. There's a lot of so. stuff on there, but there's also a lot of stuff I already have down here physically. So I'm like, yeah, mm, yeah. is it worth it? See, but now's the time where you stop buying physical and you embrace Game Pass. Ah, uh, yes, now is the time to stop. Not uh, anywhere so in between here. It's almost like you're gonna have to buy another building to put all this stuff in. Oh no! Or I could buy another hard drive instead. I see your point. Yeah, it's that's that seems like such a better idea, right? Yeah. Other than Pacross never ending, that's all I've been playing. Are you uh, liking? Ori, by the way. Yeah, I'm liking Ori a lot. Uh, I definitely like it better. Than the I, first one so far anyways than the first one totally. but i'm not far enough to make that major call sure but man it's funny playing that game and being like how much shit did they just kind of lift from hollow knight yeah there's a lot of uh yeah, stuff they lifted from yeah uh what I, I don't know that i would say better metroidvanias but a lot of things they lifted from other metroidvanias for sure yeah good for them though it uh, playing the other one feels dated now after the, playing Will of the Wisps, so that's fair. It needed it. 
think Will of the Wisps um, can do 120 frames, or it might be even able to do more than that on the Xbox. No, you're right. It it does yeah. on Xbox. It gives me the the option. Sure. Yeah, but then you know you have to have a TV that can do that. So, so yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's all been playing. So let's go to questions. Let's do it. All right, if you want to send in a question. Uh, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. I got this first I one read this because quiz. no, I okay. read the answers cause I moved it. So the answers are ruined for me, but I'll give you guys this quiz that was written in. So Matthew wrote in and said, sounds good with Sephiroth and smash. That means there's finally final fantasy spirits. They're all from seven. So I thought of four spirit fights for characters from other games. See if you can figure out who they are. Answers are at the bottom. All right, the first one, female Robin. Prefer, yeah. What are we doing? I don't know. Okay, so they're gonna. So they're about describe to describe a Final a, Fantasy character. No, is is it just Final Fantasy or is it any game? Uh just Final Fantasy series, but uh because okay, all the ones in there are from seven. He's doing from the other games, so not seven. Okay, so these are all Final Fantasy characters that are not from seven. That's right. But but they are described through a, a spirit battle in in Smash Brothers. Okay. And then you're gonna guess what? Right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Who who or what the character is or that he's saying? Okay. Number one, female Robin prefers using arc fire, accompanied by two metal robs. Fights on ice climbers battlefield stage. Tara. John. I, I don't know who that is. Okay, uh, you're right. It's Terra. From, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Terra from Final Fantasy VI, the intro when they're riding in on the, on the little mechs. Okay. okay. Okay, number two. Princess Daisy, accompanied by Pelotena, uh, Browser, Pikachu, Ice Climbers, and Charizard, defeat the others wow. one-on-one before Daisy spawns in. Daisy has a gun. Ah, uh, this is a uh, shit. Who's the character from Ten? Uh, <laughs> Yuna, Riku, Yuna. Okay, so, uh, Sean, you're saying Riku? I thought I thought it was Riku from Ten too because of the gun. Okay, it's Yuna, and it's yeah, her yeah. summons. Doesn't she have a yeah, staff? That was also where I'm like, that's the gun. That's the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. That's a funny one. Okay, number three, Ken. Accompanied by ice climbers, Ken likes to taunt and guard. <laughs> what? This is so stupid, this one. Uh, Zell's the only character that comes to mind, and I doubt it's Zell. Who's known for I have no idea. Steiner? So, it's, uh... I can't remember how to say his last name. Snow from Final Fantasy Thirteen. Oh, you know what? That makes sense. <laughs> it's so dumb. I couldn't tell you a thing about Final Fantasy 13 anymore. I don't even know how to say his last name. Villiers? Is it French? It's something like that. Yeah, something like that. Okay, and the final one, number four. Link, accompanied by Sheik, Robin, Zelda, Ryu, and Princess Peach. Battle starts with Link, Sheik, Robin, and Zelda. Ryu spawns in when any fighter is defeated. Peach spawns in when the second fighter is defeated. Link this is a this is a hard one. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, the fact of like the order they spawn in is a hint. This means nothing to me. 
<laughs> this is really, really hard. There's no way I would have gotten this, this one. Is this like Cecil from 4? No. <laughs> it's more obscure than that. No, then it's probably like, can't be 3, because those are all just make your own characters. All right. It's Guy yeah, from, from 2? Three. It's Warrior of Light from Final Fantasy 1. You fight characters representing all the player classes. Oh, okay. It's almost cheating, frankly, <laughs> but sure. <laughs> what does the spawn have to do with anything? How how is that a hint? Yeah, the order it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I think he just added that. All right, thanks for writing that in. That was funny. All right. Yeah, that was. Thank you. Yes, I'll read this next one. Kevin says, uh, "How do you feel about high res lossless music?" It's neat. I like, I like hearing the upscaled stuff from like retro games. I think that's cool to hear. Sure. But uh, like, I, like unless we're assuming we're not talking about high fidelity quality music, which is just like, all right, whatever. As long as I can hear the music. And it's not staticky, but like upscaling like Game Boy music and stuff like that. I think that's neat. Sure. I interpreted uh, this as like higher quality, like bit rate file for yeah, a music track. Like, like lossless. You put on your phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's how I interpret it. Of which I don't care because I definitely grew up with like small iPods, so it was just like I'm not putting the nice super big file on there. I'm putting the one that sounds fine. If even if I have to if I if I can compress it and it still sounds fine, I'll do that. Um and I've just that's just how I've been. Yeah, I don't have my stereo system hooked up. I don't have good headphones. It's uh useless to me. Yeah. Same here. Just I don't have I have just built in TV speakers and or uh, broadcasting headphones. Yep. All right. Uh, from Sukusuku, the Guinness World Record people are at your front door. Someone unknown paid for your entry into the book. God, we had this discussion the other day. They have mm -hmm. masks on and got tested for COVID-19 and early vaccinations and all <laughs> tested negative. They won't leave until you give them something. What is your world record? I like how they have to add the COVID thing just so we'll answer the question and not just be like, there's a pandemic going on. I'm closing the door. <laughs> I'm Googling easiest world records to take, and I'll tell you in a second. <sighs> I don't know. It would, ha it would have to just be able to, it would be like doing something that's not difficult for a long time. Like that's where the difficulty comes in. I feel like that's probably some of the easiest ones. I don't think I, I definitely don't qualify for any or am even close to. Most, most NES games stacked on a shelf in an hour. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Probably. I'll just take everything down and then just restack everything up as fast as possible. Man, like, <sighs> I once won a, uh, a promotional t shirt at a Walmart because I was able to stack the most Oreos without it falling over in under 30 <laughs> seconds. My sister actually did beat me, but hers fell over, so I ended up being the winner by default. Nice. Default's the best. Fault. Uh, second question. What Hollywood history setting do you want to see more games set in? Personally, I think it'd be cool if there were more games about cavemen or about the Roaring Twenties. I like the idea of L.A. Noir. I would like more kind of in that setting, because I love noir-style storylines. So that would probably be my answer. But also, okay. I, it would be cool seeing like open world caveman games. 
Sure. So you want Wild from Yves Guimont, or no, no, exactly. not Yves Guimont. Uh, the uh, uh, Patrice Delier, the Assassin's Creed guy, right? Sure. Wasn't that what he was working on? Whatever that game is, Giant Snake Lady. Um, I think something like that. I would love more. Um, I'll even just take more movies. Just more like you know, Clue style whodunits. Sure, that'd be cool. You know, Knives Out is awesome. Give me a uh, a game like that. Give me another movie of those. Sure. Uh, I don't. I don't even care the era. The era, I should say. Man, it sucks because until God of War four changed everything, my answer was totally like Viking Nordic shit. But that shit's everywhere now, so <laughs> that's no longer a proper answer. The twenties would be interesting. I think that would be an interesting yeah. time period. Prohibition era. Yeah. Well, there's that new one coming out by um. Oh, what's the what's the movie guy's name who's doing it with his wife? Movie is, is the game called Empire of Sin? Guy? I'm thinking of Empire of Sin. Oh yeah, Empire of Sin's out. Yeah, John Romero and uh and his wife were doing that. So there's that one. Yeah, I heard that's not very good. Long ago. Oh yeah, it's at a but, 65 yeah. on Metacritic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next question from Kimberly. I hit a deer for the first time last night. Oh my god! I'm only bringing oh it god. up because my daily DIY recipe in Animal Crossing New Horizons the next day was a deer decoration. <laughs> Any of you had a strange thing happen in a video game that connected to a real life situation? First of all, I hope you're okay. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the um, car is probably totaled. Yeah. Depends on how, Hitting a how deer they hit the deer. Okay. Yeah. Happening in a video game. I don't know, but I'm, to real I'm life. sure I've had something relate to the to the two, but one story I like to tell about this is uh when I, I crashed my mom's car because of black ice when I was in high school. Uh -huh. And uh when I when I hit I hit the side of my school because it was a brick wall school. Oh. Uh and uh when the car hit the wall, the C the song and C D I was listening to was called Wonderful Sight. Okay. I don't get it. I don't think I have uh any real like good connection, either like impactful or funny. <laughs> Honestly, hmm. I can't think of anything. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, and nothing I have is probably this close to. Oh what God, they have. No. Yeah, yeah, God, no. Koi Troy writes with the removal of Cyberpunk from the PlayStation Network. Do you think consoles that have the game downloaded will eventually start going for large amounts of money online? I'm sure there's someone who wants it. No, that game will eventually be fixed and out. No, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it. That's if if it was like not gonna come back, then yes, it'll make some weird PT like thing. Um, but yeah, it'll be fine. No, because even then, it's still on PC on Xbox. People could just buy a new Xbox and buy it from there. Sure. Yeah, that's true. Uh, next up from VGC Kenny, if you had to theme your seventieth birthday around doing an activity from a video game in real life, what would you do? 70th? Uh, 70th? 70th. Oh, man. I hope I'm still at a point where I can drive go-karts because I'm going to do Mario Kart. Oh, that's good. I bet you won't be allowed to drive go-karts. What about... That would be a 
an, an issue for what about the company. Like from Mario RPG, you just like fight the cake for your birthday. Yeah. That'd be and then fun. someone else shows up and eats it instead. Yeah. And 70s old. I don't know. Throw darts. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> probably still do that. Sure. I don't, I don't know how I don't think I, I don't know a lot of 70 year olds, so I don't exactly know how active they are. I think laser tag is out of the equation. Probably that's pretty physically taxing. What if it was all just 70 year olds? Like I just brought my friends, so we're all slowly walking around with laser guns. Pro- probably less taxing at that point. Yeah, maybe that's what we do. And then we have a fun pizza party afterwards, because what else are you going to do a laser quest? Yeah. Sure. Uh, second question, what's the difference between buggy games that people like or consider good, like Skyrim and Fallout New Vegas, and buggy games that people don't like or don't consider good, like Cyberpunk and Sonic 06? Uh, it's a good the, question. The, the difference is that people expect it from Bethesda, not from those other two devs. Okay, sure. Yeah. And also, uh, usually those games don't crash during the credits or the end of the story, like what happened with Cyberpunk. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. I will say the game has never crashed on me. It's just been silly. Yeah, I haven't had any crashes yet either. But I also haven't console. finished it. And also, I like that game, so this question just falls flat for me. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's expectation, right? Like, is the difference? Mm-hmm. I th- for sure. Yeah, like, if I'm thinking back to another game that had something kind of similar with its launch, I want to. Th- I think this is closer to, like, a Fallout 76. Yeah, yeah. I that's probably that. the best comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but and Fallout yeah, 76 was a game that like no one kind of wanted. True. Because it was like, oh, we wanted a single player Fallout game. and You've given us this weird multiplayer, like pay to stay in kind of situation. You basically try to give us a MMO instead. Yeah. Yeah, true. I think expectations are also uh, part of it. Was Sonic 06 the expectations? Were those high? Yeah. They thought it was going to be Sonic Adventure 3. Oh. Even though Sonic, the last one was bad. <laughs> well, so at the time, people still thought it was good. Oh, okay. Right. I, I was not well uh, informed, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Linebeck writes in, John, when are you beating Super Rubber Ross World? Uh, all right with the advent of uh rubber ross is one of my uh youtube friends he's a well-known youtuber and artist that uh made a uh a 40 stage world in mario maker as a bunch of his like friends have also made stages for it so apparently it is difficult right on with the advent of sonic paper mario zelda and now recently yakuza changing their gameplay styles they have to deal with their fan bases being split. Should companies cater to only the new or old fans or try to strike a balance between the two, no matter how awkward it may be? Another good question. I don't think they should try and blend them every time because that would just get I think you're just going to dilute it and you're going to get kind of two bad things. Instead of making one good thing. Uh, yeah, I would argue you make kind of one for both and then maybe slightly lean in on one or two to make them like, all right, well, if you like this aspect of this game, then go try these games. Like, I like the idea, the concept, not the execution, the concept of like 
Sonic Mania being for the the hardcore Sega Sonic crowd and then like Sonic Forces or like Sonic Unleashed, Sonic Generations, all that being for like the modern crowd. Like you you want the different types for the people that grew up on different things and then you can just slowly attempt to get them pointed in the same direction. But it's more one of those like easy to say in concept versus actually able to execute in real life. Yeah, sure. I think if the company can afford to they should never make the same game and always try something new but i know realistically they're companies they need money so sometimes they have to just make the old thing to get paid basically uh that's why i kind of like a bit of a twist that's why i kind of like how nintendo has money to do stupid shit that fails sometimes because they when it doesn't they created like a whole new sort of thing yeah and i mean with nintendo if you look at like mario and look at zelda they have like two separate tracks at this point it's like here's going to be the next big tentpole 3d zelda here's the next big tentpole 3d mario and then here's the side scrolling ones that are still good but you know they're not they're not going to cause the splashes that our 3d ones are going to do yeah Uh, and and those both exist and they're and they're good and i wouldn't want one or the other um that i guess that's the question is like like what does Yakuza do next? Do they do like a throwback to the original Yakuza style, or do they do a uh, a sequel to the new one? I mean, they've said they're done with the the story of uh, Kiryu and Majima and them, so like likely they'll probably stick with the new style for a bit if it was well received enough, which I think it was. Yeah, yeah I bet they will go back to the old style, maybe not with the same characters or or, or exact storyline then it would be this big thing of like it's been eight years here we go you guys have waited long enough we're, we're doing a retro style one yada yada yep all right rinku writes in and says what's your favorite example of fan service a series has done anime titties uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like the answer here is probably i I mean, the reason why Smash Bros is so big, right, is you like to see the new character every time they announce something yeah. new. Yeah, the Smash Bros trailers are the perfect example of, of fan service. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I was I was going to go a similar direction. I like crossover games. Yeah. And when they like pull them off, like you kind of get the best of like from both games put in there. That's why I really like the Professor Layton Ace Attorney one. I think that's a fantastic crossover game. So that's probably my favorite fan servicey example yep all right uh it is sal says are y'all worried about the protecting uh lawful streaming act affecting twitch or other live stream platforms lawful uh, streaming act this this is the thing i believe that was snuck into the u.s's uh covid relief bill or like the funding bill that also prevents uh, people streaming illegal content, basically putting jail time for DCMA claims, uh, DMCA claims. A felony to engage in large-scale right. streaming of copyright material. No, this is fine. This isn't streaming yeah. stuff. This is le- this is literally if I was to get a leak of an album and then sell you, so I say all subs get a copy of this album or whatever. Like, no, this is fine. Best way to put it is in its I think current the headline state. I saw is... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
I'll go ahead. Best way for me to put it is that in its current state, I'm not worried, but I am worried about it being a slippery slope into it actually being an issue. Yeah. Yeah. We should be keeping an eye on it for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I was about to say the, uh, the headline I kind of saw is this, there's this new act Twitch streamers probably don't have to worry. Sure. But who knows in the future? Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Hebrew lantern. What person in history would you want to hang out with for a day? And what would you two do? Assume no language barriers. And that person could be at any age in their life. You're, uh, you're the age you are right now. Also, you don't need to explain any wonders of the world, blah, blah, blah. So you could just hang out with a person and just chill or whatever. Probably Da Vinci. That yeah, that would be okay. Super interesting for sure. This might not be like super crazy because he's not like dead, but I think Hayao Miyazaki would be cool to hang out with. Okay, Uh, and I would want and and in terms of the activity, I would want him to choose a movie for us to watch. Ooh, yeah. No language barriers. I would also love to hang out with Edgar Wright, and again, he can pick a movie for us to watch. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool to watch a movie with a a movie person or somebody who's like super into that sort of thing. Oh my god, there's so many things. Not sure? Nah, I don't know. I don't have an answer. Alright, next question. I think it's John? Nope. Oh, then is it me? Yes. Alright, Junkie. Writes in and says, 2020 has been a pretty rough year for Nintendo in terms of community online perception of them. What are some things you would like to see them prioritize slash do to get back on track PR wise? Apologize? I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. You're right. It straight up won't. Yeah. Uh, but like that would be nice. They need to work with people that can help with their like online infrastructure so that people don't need to resort to illegal things to play the games that they love they need to like find out a way to get melee like through whatever means they want through so people can play it and they need to like be more part of their community that they built for people to trust them again i think one of the easiest things they could do is stop throwing such a fuss about the tournaments like just let these people have their smash bros tournament or let smash be in a tournament like what is it Uh it barely affects you like like just turn a blind eye to it i do wonder if it's because it's like copyright issues for them like it could weaken their stance on their properties yeah that's what i'm thinking too how can like uh nether realms put their game in a tournament like what's how's that any different because they officially support it that's what i think no no it's not the fact it's in a tournament it's the fact that they were using uh an emulator yeah like, Which is also a thing that they've notoriously fought for years. People shouldn't have to resort oh, to I using emulation. Isn't... They Nintendo should have good online for all of their shit. Just period. That, that would also help. Fix your damn online. Yeah. I guess the question there comes in, and this is like a total side tangent, but it's like, how long do they need to support Melee when we just talked about the Xbox 360 shutting down Halo servers and no one's getting up? I haven't seen anyone getting upset about that. Yeah, but that's because there's more recent ways to play pretty much all of those games already. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. And we even talked about the Master Chief Collection. So that yeah, kind of just answered my question. Like literally the only way to play Melee is to emulate or to buy a GameCube. Yeah. Right. And the co- and the GameCube copy of the game. 
I I would just say like at this point, like they're obviously not going to apologize, but like no, if there's no actual legal reason for them having to do this, like if it doesn't affect their copyright, if it doesn't affect like anything like that, I, I, you're right. Just say like fuck it, we messed up. Just go for it, yep. or like maybe just clear it with us if you because we we sponsor this tournament sometimes stuff like that yep agreed last question comes to us from dead and sky uh related question with nintendo shutting down melee splatoon and now ultimate only tournaments oh this is pretty much the same thing yeah uh and now ultimate only tournaments play versus do you think there's a chance nintendo starts shutting down speedrunning events for their games like break the record probably not since these issues are rooted in a decade and a half of history no, uh, I don't see that happening simply because uh, this all stemmed from it being emulated. Yeah. And since speedruns usually work on actual hardware, I don't think you got to worry about it. Speedruns communities don't look at you if you're on emulated. They think you're a joke. Because you can. What about tool assisted speedruns? Isn't that kind that's of a diff- tampering with it? That's a completely that's different. different thing. And it's also not normally an event for that. Yeah. It's like maybe like a side event at like a GDQ or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, then if you're not doing anything to the game, why would they stop it? Yeah. Totally. I guess all you're really doing is like pointing out weird like flaws in the code or the or the geometry of a stage maybe. Yeah. And if and if Nintendo's so upset that you're showing off the geometry like you're showing like, "Oh, here's Mario Sunshine. Here's a weird glitch you can do." And you're getting mad about that, then like what the fuck's wrong with that company at that point? Yeah, then they're yeah. really Patch the game. That that's <laughs> like that's high school bullshit at that yeah, point. Yeah, that's really bad then at that point, yeah. For sure. All right. If you would like to send in a question for next week, our New Year's Eve episode. Yeah. Send in all your New Year's Eve questions. New Year's themed. Um, it's top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Meat Boy Forever. Uh probably you know what? I'm not far enough in Ori, so I'm gonna say crackdown too. Nice. I'm gonna say Kentucky Red Zero. Uh, remember, community game of the year poll. We have just over a week left to uh, respond to that so we can tally it up for our game of the year show, which is about two weeks from now. Uh, as well, patrons, you have your own specific poll to do in addition. So go vote there as well as the survey. And next week, we're going to be doing our bug snacks episode. So get excited for that. And any second now, once John gives me a game, the new poll will be up so you guys can uh, vote on that. Done. Done. <laughs> uh, so I will be posting that poll momentarily. Uh, so go vote on what we're going to play through and discuss in January. Otherwise, uh, have a good Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. If you don't Merry celebrate Christmas, Christmas everybody. I still hope you have a good Christmas day. Yeah. Take it easy. Be safe. See you guys next Bye, time. everybody. <laughs>